This episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast is brought to you by me, Philip Morgan. If you would like some form of support with making that transition from generalist to specialist, and you are a self-employed software developer, I can help. I have some ways, <laughs> some services that I provide to help, one of which is working with me one-on-one, and one is working on it, uh, with me in a uh, group setting called the Positioning Accelerator Program. To find out more about the Positioning Accelerator Program, head over to PositioningAcceleratorProgram.com. In today's interview, I speak with Adam of Tamar Labs, and Adam has what I think is a very interesting story about the transition from generalist to specialist. Adam currently is sort of specializing in a way that will over time develop a horizontal market position for his services, which are focused on server scaling and performance. And I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Adam in which he describes how he arrived at that point and what it was like to uh, be in the middle of and executing on that transition. All right, Adam, we are recording. So Adam, thanks for being here. I would love it if you could start by introducing yourself. Who are you and what do you do? What's like the 30-second version? Hi, hi, Philip. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm a part of a group called Tamar Lab. Uh, it's me and a couple of friends. And uh, what we do uh, is consult um, startups. We help startups um, scale their business, um, scale their technical stack, and uh, basically outperform, uh, solve performance problems of their system. Um, our motto is uh, serve more, serve millions of, millions of clients faster. And that's exactly what we want to uh, help our users achieve, to serve all their millions of clients way, way, way faster. That's great. You're located in Israel, right? And is it Tel Aviv or where exactly? Yeah. Um, so Israel is a small place. Um, we're in Tel Aviv. Okay. Um, but I have clients in Beersheba and uh, in, in Haifa, Netanya. Okay. Wonderful. So let's kind of roll the clock back about three years. How did you describe what you did when you first started working for yourself? Right. Um, so um, we started a business. We started a business uh, right after the army. Uh, we were friends uh, from school, mm-hmm. and and um, we kind of didn't know what we really wanted to do. We just wanted. We just knew we wanted to be self-employed. At least I knew that, and. Um, we said we'll, we'll start working on in the field of cybersecurity where we're, all of us were out of the army on, on these kinds of, uh, of missions. And, and with this knowledge, we, it was kind of a, um, um, a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, uh, we, we, would, we would actually take any project that, that come along and, uh, and that's exactly what we did. So even though all three of us had this background in performance, um, we kind of um, defaulted to the um, to the hype of um, of cybersecurity. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So, how did you find clients at that time? You said you would take almost anything you could get. How did client yeah. did clients find you, or did you so, go out and find them, or what did that look like? Yeah, it was a bit of word of mouth. Uh, a lot of putting our names out there, uh, yeah. just just saying, yeah, we're looking for something to do. Um, actually, through a lot of uh, job boards, we would just find. Uh, someone who's looking for employee, employees and say, okay, what if you'll do this project on the side? And, and it, 
it because of the way you're working with with these mess um, job boards, you do, really don't have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, choice uh-huh. because you. Even though that you are the one initiating the, the conversation, you still choose you, you still have uh, a limited choice between these projects between jobs that are that can be outsourced uh-huh. um, and then you're more more of an uh, you, you do more of an upwork kind of work than um, than actual uh, consulting with uh, a lot of value or partnership right. Right, got it. So, were most of your clients local or remote or a mix of yeah, the both? One hundred percent local. Okay. Um, we tried branching out to to, um, to other countries. We even had a project with. Um, we tried having a project with the Albanian government uh-huh. um, through a local connection, but uh, it didn't came through again because we didn't have anything special to bring to the table. We just say, okay, we can we can do this. Um, but nothing came of it because because we it, they were we didn't have any any advantage over the local manpower which Albania is not a rich country it's 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 way cheaper to work to take local employees right that makes sense okay somewhere along the line something changed so you started doing things differently uh, when did that happen yeah so um, three months into the into into uh, into our run of the company, um, we had a, we started working with a with a client, mm-hmm. uh, which which I will not mention by name. Good. Um, okay. This, yeah. <laughs> and um, the experience uh, basically, we we did all the all every possible mistake uh, in terms of of how to run a project, how to manage it with a client. Uh, we kind of skipped the stage of redefining really what what success looks like. Uh, we didn't define what we, we are doing and what we are not doing. Um, we, um, didn't, um, we didn't estimate the times needed correctly. Uh-huh. And we, like every, everything, you can, every, everything you can imagine. And since it was a project in a broad, in a, just, just in, with the title of like, security related, and, and we eventually... Okay, we we'll estimated we estimated this this project for for around um, three months uh-huh. of uh, yeah three months of labor and uh, a year and two months after that we were still working on it. So <laughs> the reason yeah, I laugh, so, Adam, is because I've yeah. I've done the exact same thing myself. <laughs> I just know how painful that is. Yeah, so it it was only painful for us. It was also painful for the client because he promised it to his clients down the road, and obviously yeah. um, price. Um, Kind of went up, but we but we met, but we settled on a fixed price to begin with, so all all the cost um, bared on our business. Yes. Um, eventually, eventually, what what came of it is um, both of my partners. The, the company kind of broke up. Okay. Um, we both of my partners are today full time employees in other companies. They're not self employed anymore. We we have some um, some interaction still when when I need something specific that their um, their expertise is needed. But yes. Um, but basically, the company is is not what it used to be, um, yes. and and I kind of blame it on this project. Um, but uh, also, there was also some some good of it that came of it. That came of it. Um, mm-hmm. We we um, at, we at, th- at that point, uh, once I was kind of alone, I could really take 
take the, the company wherever I felt like, what, to whatever project I felt like doing. Yes. Um, and at that point, um, I, was a, I, was a, I was an avid listener to the, um, to the freelancers show, which okay. I highly recommend. Uh-huh. Um, and you uh, attended, I think it was your first attendance on a, on a podcast that okay. time, on, the, on that podcast at least. Right. Um, and I kind of heard your, your show about, and you, you really, you, you captured the exact state of mind I was in. Like you, I was working with clients I didn't really like, but I didn't know why. I was working on projects I didn't really like, but I didn't know why. Right. And, um, and all that, all these problems really hit home. It was, okay, so, so what, what are you saying? And, um, um, and, and, and you kind of, and you, you, you said in a, in a, in very, um, and you said in a very deterministic way that positioning is, can, can be a solution. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily enough, I had, uh, I have, uh, a lot of a lot of experience in this in, in a specific field which I which I gathered because I liked doing projects in this field, and as the years progressed, I did more and more projects. Some of them um, pro bono, some of them open source, some of them just for fun, mm-hmm. and some of them for pay. Mm-hmm. And all of them I, I had a great time doing, and all of them I liked the guys I was working with, the guys and girls I was working with. Um, so for me, positioning was a no brainer. It's like right, okay, I know who are my clients, I know who are. Uh, what kind of projects I want. I know I can, I can prove expertise. Um, so even in the process room wasn't as dramatic. Um, so uh, ch- choosing the right, the right positioning for, for my business was um, like the, 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 the act of the choice was very, very simple for me. Okay. Um, but then, the, but then um, going through with it and changing the, um, the website and starting, starting, start talking to clients about okay this is what i'm doing now um and saying no to projects like when you have when you have no projects and a project comes in through the door and it's not what you want to do it's it's really tempting to take it even though it's it's totally wrong for your business right and um so that took some courage yes and um yeah um so so basically that was it so 18 months into the business um 18 months ago as well. So it was, it, we were, we were right in the, um, I, I was right in the middle of, of doing this change and, and I just decided that we're, I can, I can do that. Um, it was more of a mental decision. It's, it was more of a mental thing than, um, than, a, um, than a, an operational issue in okay. the business. Because, yeah, because, because the business is, as I said, you have, you work, you go from project to project, you, 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 the way the business worked back then is I didn't have um, several projects uh, on this, uh, in parallel. We just did, did whatever we do, and then we moved to the next thing. Okay. And, um, and ever, since, ever since then, I, I'm – yeah, basically that's it. Okay. So let me ask you a few questions to get more detail about that trend. That, that transition is the first thing I'm interested in. So. Yeah. You had some, it, seems, it sounds like, so now you talk about yourself as a scale and performance expert, right? Right. And you had some experience doing that. Is that right? Like you had done a few projects where that was the focus of the work? Yeah. So I, I've done, yeah, I've done some of them. Most of my work in this field was from, was academic. I, were, I, was, I was lucky enough to, while, while 
sorry, during my bachelor's degree to work in a lab and uh, in Mosaic's lab in the univer- in the Hebrew University. Mm-hmm. And um, apart from being a, a very forming experience for me, I also gained a tool, this tool of, um, so to speak, performance hacking, um, mm-hmm. which is um, in need right now in the industry. Right. Okay. So, so, so I had some, exper- some experience with that, but um, being, t- taking this um, five or six years old, exp- like this, this product from six years ago and say, okay, this is what I'm doing, um, was not as simple as it seems in, in, terms of, uh, in terms of clientele, because you show, you, when, you, when you say, I'm an expert on X, they, usually the next, the next thing is, okay, prove it. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. So what, what do you do when that happens? You know, if you, if you say um, that to a client and they're, and they're like, okay, prove it. And, and I know uh, I have some Israeli friends, like your Israelis tend to be pretty direct when they say something like that. Yeah. So what do you uh, say? What happens next when that happens? Um, so uh, my, my, what, what I realized is that is the better, the, sorry, as far as my, my um, experience uh, has taken me is to see Basically, the best, the best uh, technique is diversion. Like if, you, if they say you prove it, I'll say, okay, show me your problem. I'll prove it with your problem. Um, and then, and then they, we, we move from let's talk vaguely about me to let's talk in, in, in specific terms about you, about your problem. That's and, incredible. I just I want to stop you. I'm sorry for interrupting, Adam, but yeah. the way that you make it about your client is perfect. <laughs> it's just that's great. Okay, please continue. Yeah. So, so once, yeah, once the the the, uh, the issue is the client and their problem, um, there is a saying. There is a saying in Hebrew. Um, I'll translate it very loosely. Is um, whether it's true or false, say it with confidence. <laughs> right. Um, so, even if you're unsure, um, say it with com- say it with confidence, and then say you're unsure. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, when, when when speaking to someone, it's 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 whether it's on a stage in front of a hundred people or whether it's in a room with just another person, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a, you're you're putting up a show, and this show should be should be um, not only uh, entertaining but also uh, enriching for the other side for who is ever watching, and uh, if. If this person is taking even the, if they, even the smallest things that enriches their lives or their business or whatever, it's you're done your job. Um, and if that's what they'll remember, that okay, I've been in the, in this room with this person, or I've been on the Skype call with this person, and even if we didn't find a match eventually, uh, it was cool and I learned something or I got a new idea. Even it's if it's not directly for me, but something I said or something I said, I told him to test. Um, that's, that's fine because two years down the line or three years, three years down the line, um, this might come back. And I've seen that because um, during this, um, this, huge, um, this huge project we did that, that basically broke up the company, mm-hmm. uh, I've been to a convention and, and met a friend from the university. And 
I kind of, he kind of showed, he was a CDO of a small startup and he kind of, he kind of told me about in general what he's doing right now and what, what are, what the company is going, where the company is going. And I kind of, you know, we're sitting in a, in a, in a, in a, in a convention hall waiting for, for a talk to start. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, but you might, you might need to think about this and that because if you won't do that in, in a year, in six, in 12 months time, you will have a problem. Um, and that's, that was our interaction. And 12 months later, he gave me a call. And <laughs> right on schedule. <laughs> yeah, right on schedule. It was awesome because he's, this ex- he's an extremely talented person. And I enjoyed working with him so much um, back in university and again uh, lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and he totally could solve this problem by himself. But the risk just wasn't, wasn't worth it. Like mm-hmm. he know me, he knows me. He can give me a call. Why? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, that's a good point. So, the way that you have specialized is a horizontal specialization. Like, there's a lot right. of different types of companies in different verticals that could use somebody like you. And you've pointed out that sometimes the the lead time on developing new business is uh, lengthy, right? A year yeah. or more. Um, so how are you, uh, finding clients around this specialization now? Right. So, um, I'm very lucky to have a, uh, a wonderful startup ecosystem in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, but this ecosystem is, is kind of, um, sparse people, people are not really, um, pe- people will meet each other only if they have a direct need. It's part of the like this Israeli uh, mentality, you'll meet someone and tell them about your startup only if you really need something for, you think you'll get something out of it. Okay. Um, part of it is, is uh, a lot of idea theft because everyone mm-hmm. has some form of startup. So people are really afraid that someone will steal their idea. Mm-hmm. I think like I'll think, and excuse my friend, this is totally BS. Um, there is people, everyone has a great idea all the time. No one is doing anything about it. Let alone doing something with someone else's idea. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's my perspective on the subject. Sure. Um, but, but still, um, people, especially when they're CDOs of 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 major st- or of of up and coming startups, which will the which is the kind that needs my services, mm-hmm. um, they'll meet very rarely with other with other people. So or or other um, other startup CDOs um, for for many reasons. And uh, that means that I need to be on their on the back in the back of their head, way, way, way before they get to the point that they uh, might figure out that they may have a problem. Like this is, right. I, I need to be there so early. Um, so talking in meetups, um, giving um, giving pro bono meetings with uh, to to startups, pro, like pro bono meetings to startups which are um, in very very early stages before they even have their first technical person. Mm-hmm. Um, I even got to a point that I that I um, went with uh, and with uh, with an entrepreneur to uh, an investor as the the technical side of the business. Like he's uh-huh. he's a technical guy. He'll he'll explain. Um, and and so, you're doing that kind of stuff for free, essentially, right? Like yes, yeah. most of it is for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually uh, um, writing a book right now. It should uh-huh. be. Probably once uh, uh, when your uh, audience will hear it, it's, it will already be out. Um, oh, nice. It's called the uh, scale, yeah, the performance scale uh, troubleshooting handbook. 
um, you you'll recognize the the title. It's uh, <laughs> highly influenced by other other books I've read. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> At least, yeah. Um, and and basically, the way I'm more interested in this uh, in solving interesting problems for exciting startups mm-hmm. um, than than having that ultimate business with hundreds of workers. Mm-hmm. I just right. realized. Yeah, I just I just realized two days ago that um, uh, half a block from me, I have um, it's hard to call them a competitor. They're I'm a they're they're a huge company. Like and they're they're um, uh, a dev shop of twenty people, uh-huh. and the, what they do is consulting for cloud com- for for startups on in and uh, and basically if you have problems with your cloud. Everything and everything below that. So they do everything I do and and, and more. Um, but I don't like when I when I spoke with the with their CEO is I didn't feel we we have anything in common. This this entire their entire business model is so is so different. Right. Um, sorry. So. Um, I'm, I'm really, once you have your couple of big clients uh, that kind of pay your, your, uh, your rent and mm-hmm. get you to work and back mm-hmm. um, and you get them on retainer because this is how giant clients like to work for some reason. Yeah. Uh, it really enables you to uh, be free with, with working with startups. So yeah. as a vertical, yeah, as a vertical, startups are, are tough. Uh, and even though until, like even in Tel Aviv, which is hands down, maybe, un, yeah, it's hands down the best. You might say uh, Silicon Valley is better, but sure, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Israeli. For me, Israel is, 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 is where I, I feel, you know, it's my home. Yeah, well, there's a lot of really impressive yeah. uh, software companies that, that operate out of Israel. Yeah, precisely. Um, and yet, even though it's it's such a hotbed for startups, um, providing services to startups in Israel is really tough. It's tough. It's um, tough everywhere. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's attractive, but it's tough everywhere for the same yeah. reasons. It's it's hard of to course, find these. Like you mentioned, something very important. A lot of times, you're finding these companies a year or more before they need you, and. Yeah. Not many people have the ability to do that. If they're not local to the startup, it's it's difficult. So that's actually an advantage for you, your proximity to them. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 kind of an unfair advantage because we have we have uh, like when when they, I know when I read about read or hear about a consultant that might help my business or it's it's always like okay, so it's, it's somewhere in the states or it's somewhere I don't know I don't know where somewhere in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's it's never relevant. It's, I I don't feel like an okay. I'll just I'll just give him a call and see if it's relevant. Right. And in Israel, this concept, at least as far as I found out, um, this concept of I'll just give him a call and see if it's relevant, is so powerful. Mm. And um, and this is why why my call to action on my site is is not download this ebook. Is let's let's set up a a, a fifteen minute call. Let's let's just mm-hmm. see if it's relevant. Um, Skype lets you do that now. Yeah. Um, 
So on that note, Adam, um, if people want to go to your website and, and sort of get a sense of what that looks like now, where would they go to see your website? Right. So our website is tamarlabs.com. Uh, it's, 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 um, let's spell it's, that out. Yeah, I'll spell it out. It's, it's T A M A R, um, L A B S. So okay. Tamar, yeah, Tamar is, um, is, is a bit of a, it's, it's a word in Hebrew. It means date. Um, and labs is like labs in English okay. yeah. and it's .com. Um, I'm it's looking a, at it right really now. Simple. I love it. Uh, people need to go see this because of how simple it is and how there's so little, there's no irrelevant information there at all. I love it. Sorry to interrupt Adam, but I just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, I actually wanted to say something else. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of um, off off topic, but go for it. We start, yeah. At, at some point, we start. I started um, trying to find the right vertical for me mm-hmm. uh, to be more uh, like better positions than just startups because startups is a huge, it's a huge field. Sure. Um, and I found, and I decided I'll go with um, geospatial um, startups, like okay. startups that use specifically geospatial data. And in Israel, you you can. Off the top of your mind, what what it means? It means Uber. It means uh, Get Taxi, which is in Israel. It means Waze, that is from Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the big companies, but you have also small companies like um, Vuser and and the many others. And uh, I even found a convention in uh, in Switzerland, and I gave a talk there. Mm. Uh, but I found it to be um, an overposition. The, the market was just too small. Right. Um, because whenever you, um, whenever you define yourself as a geospatial startup, you'll already have people who, are, who have a lot of experience in geospatial um, systems, and will, they will really have, um, and they will really uh, uh, enable someone else, someone from the outside, to come and tell them what to do. It's an ego thing. Um, yeah. And and for yeah, and for me, and for me, that was an overpositioning. So I took a step back and and took a bit of a broader approach and that this seems to work out just fine. Um, it's, yeah. it's still kind of is seeming to work out just fine. We're, I'm just starting to get to, to, um, to enjoy the fruits of this, uh, this new position. That's great. Yeah. In before, before we hit the record button, you mentioned that it's been about 18 months. This, the yeah. process that you've described has been about 18 months long so far. Yeah, so far about eighteen months, and 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 as you can as you can hear, I did. I, I, it was a lot of experiment. It, it took a lot of experimentation to find the exactly right the right thing. Um. And. You know, you have all these all these wonderful companies here in Israel. You have um, Tabula and Outbrain, who is doing amazing, who are doing amazing things with uh with streaming data, and you have, um, as I said. It, Waze, which is now Google, but still, and, and mm-hmm. GetTaxi, which had some problems with, uh, with, with performance and they fixed them in their own way. Um, I actually almost caught them on time, but uh, mm. they only had someone to do that for them. Right. Um, so if, I were, if I were to position um, myself in this field, uh, say six months, ago, six months earlier, maybe, you know, you can never tell. Yeah, uh, sure. But... And, and all these companies are doing these this, this really um, inspiring things. And positioning myself at, in this vertical of working with startups 
it's kind of um, a ticket to step in the door, it, kind of a ticket for you to step in the door and say, okay, I'm here for you. Let's right. tell me a bit about your project. Right. Yeah, it's, it sounds to me like you're saying you don't know exactly what it looks like at first. Like you, you, your interest in this world drew you in and you had to s- spend some time there and have conversations before you really had any clarity about what it was actually going to be like. Is that is that about right? Yeah, that that's about it. And yeah. a lot of time you'll a lot of a lot of time you'll you'll you get to a meeting room and the, the person in front of you will start talking and telling you about his problem or about his about his. Uh, uh, it will usually start he or she will start telling you about their successes before they will tell you about about any problems they might have. And yeah. You kind of have to milk them for it. Yeah. Uh, but um, sometimes you really understand that there is zero match and you kind of wasted this person's time and it's um and and when you're when you're in this process of positioning it's it's really tempting to say no no i can solve this problem as well but you have to hold yourself like mm-hmm. okay i can but it's is it right for me to, is it right for me and the client actually to for me to come and just solve it for him right um, yeah and and it, this is kind of an emergent um notion of what what your business is yes so adam you mentioned you had a few questions um do you think now would be a good time to dive into those right yeah so i know there there's actually i have only one question this this vertical i chose of working with startups um it's it's i i said it's it's hard but it's actually notoriously hard people are uh not only having trouble um, connecting with startups, um, but having trouble um, uh, building startups. Basically, right. there can be, either the client is um, is unable to pay or not willing because they have um, they have some issues with uh, with with uh, with their investor or. Um, as a technical person, because you, you can't, you you are bringing in a technical person to your startup, which might not be there in in in, in a month or so. Right. It's more of that. It's not that I might not be there. I'm. That's the whole idea that you just bring me in and I and then I go away. Right. And um. So you I, you have all these. Sorry, I have all these problems around working with startups, and I was really wondering um, whether startups are are actually a vertical. Because it's 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 I I kind of feel it's okay it's just a, a, a type of business but it might not be um, a vertical per se yeah and so in the technical in in the most strict definition of what a vertical is I I would say startups are not a yeah. vertical they're they're a segment within many verticals so. They are new companies within, you know, software, within biotechnology, within manufacturing, within, you know, on and on. So startups exist. They're, they're more of a, a sort of segment or a type of company that can exist in any vertical. So as a group, they're not really a vertical. I would maybe define them more as an audience in that they have shared needs and desires that um, that bond them together. That does, that's different than a vertical, but still, 
they are a somewhat cohesive group. Uh, yeah. They tend to listen to the same people. They tend to uh, pay attention to, you know, the things like lean startup methodology. And so they're all going to think, uh, who is it? Steve Blank, who wrote that? You know, they all think he's a rock star. No, I mean, not every single startup, but I'm generalizing, right? So um, they're more like an audience than anything else. And, um, and, they, and they are kind of, they are like an audience. They're like fans of a sports team <laughs> because yeah. uh, they, they have a very, they share a lot of things in common, even though they may be, you know, you may have a startup that's trying to uh, focus on the automotive industry and a different startup that's focusing on uh, cancer treatments, you know, so they may have nothing else in common, but they have a, a lot of beliefs and um, preferences in common. So right. that's, I mean, yeah. that's the simple answer is there, they, I would call them an audience rather than a vertical. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and that leads me to my, to the, to the core of the question. So would you, uh, actually suggest positioning po positioning yourself and not only uh, a, a manner of um, I'm doing X for vertical, but I'm doing X for vertical slash audience. Is it, is it still valid, a valid position? I mean, your, your expertise of scale and performance is it's just truly horizontal expertise. There's almost no vertical where there's not probably a few companies that could benefit from what you do. And in fact, the, the problems that you solve for startups, those same problems may exist within more mature, larger, stable companies, right? Like, um, and in fact, I've seen in some large companies, they're desperate to function like startups because part of what keeps their leadership up at night is a fear that some startup is going to come along and eat their lunch. Right. Yeah. So the, um, I, I just want to throw this out there, Adam, that what you sell to startups may also be actually equally or more valuable to bigger companies. Yeah. So right. um, at some point, maybe you will start to focus your marketing on those bigger companies. Yeah, right. So, so I, I totally agree. And actually, I kind of said, I kind of mentioned that before. Um, uh -huh. The way what it, what enables me to do all this free work, which is which is basically seventy percent of my time is is free work. I'm doing mm -hmm. stuff for free for clients. I'm right. giving giving information for for nothing or almost nothing. Right. Um, what enables me doing that is working for a big company, right. and I have a project a return project with a big company. I had. Uh, another one before I with before I with a, another big company, and uh, but the problem with these with uh, these huge companies you usually have this um, marketing to big companies is first of all very very different than marketing to startups. Yes, um, working with them is extremely different. <laughs> That's right, and <laughs> and and not only that, but. Uh, what you can do within these within these companies, even if they are willing to do this, as you said, willing to work like a startup, um, it's usually so different because it's such a huge mechanism. It's this like it's some some companies like if you think about these huge corporations like um, 
Google or my, Google is not a good example, but Microsoft or Cisco mm -hmm. or, or I don't know, here in Israel, Elbit is a big company. These, these are basically huge meat grinders. People are coming in and out all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, being consulted with, with these kind of people, um, you have to have a bit of a, at least a bit of gray hair. Um, and um, luckily or, or unluckily, I'm still not there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm young and, 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 and looking young. Yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's also a matter of appearance. Um, yes, and sure. Yeah, it's always in the back of my mind, but, but stepping in the door in, the, in these huge companies is, is... Yeah, it really is. Um, it's, it's a really different, it's a, a totally different kind of sport. I think maybe one of the things you were asking in your, your question was, should you further narrow or like change how you define uh, what you do? So instead of saying uh, scale and performance consultant or expert, maybe you start saying I'm a scale and performance expert for, and then you're trying to define the type of company that you work with. And I'm not entirely sure, Adam, on the one hand, I, I don't think there's any company that's, uh, your value proposition is only relevant primarily to software companies, right? Companies where yeah, the software is the product yeah, or, or maybe there's some kind of critical yeah, internal application. Yes. Some of it, some of it is IOT, but yeah, that's, that's as far, as far as uh, like it's, it's IOT is where, is where basically the, the, the hardware is most, the hardware most resembles software. So yeah, it's a, it's a software thing. So in a way there's an implied focus there. And it may yeah. not be necessary to state it in, in how you describe what you do because it's just not relevant to people, to companies that are not primarily software companies. Right. So it may not be necessary to be, be more specific. Um, the, the times when it is helpful to be more specific is when it helps somebody say, oh, I know who I should introduce you to. I know somebody who works at that type of company. Or when it makes your, um, your value proposition seem more credible because no one could be an expert in, let's say that you're an accountant, right? There's, yeah, right. there's so many, there's so much variation within the world of accounting. There's accountants like, who focus on tax law and others I'm sure who focus on investments. Yeah. You used to give uh, the example of um, um, a website, bu um, a website builder for dentists. Right. Exactly. Adding that extra specificity by saying who you focus on makes it obvious that you're an expert. But I think that the thing you're focused on, scale and performance, is the domain only of experts. Like only people who are actually experts are going to go around saying, I can solve difficult scale and performance problems. Twitter should have had me on their hotline when they were having scaling problems. Like making that claim is, is a rather bold claim. And... So it's people who are not actually experts or aren't confident in their expertise are not going to go around making that claim. So what I'm saying, Adam, is I think you have self-selected into a, a fairly elite group in just claiming that you have this expertise. And when I say mm -hmm. claiming, I don't, I don't distrust that you have the expertise. <laughs> I just mean you're saying yeah, it about yourself, right? Yeah, and so I'm not sure there's a real reason for you to be more specific at this point. Right. Um, yeah. Well, thanks. It's 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 
it, it is what I was asking. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of all evaluated itself as, as you heard about the, the geo special stuff. Yes. Sure. And um, yeah, it's, it's, thank you. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for answering. This is, this is, this is further validating what I, as I said, what, what the um, experimenting with, with this notion showed. Wonderful. Um, well, Adam, thank you I, for being on the podcast to talk about this process. I am probably going to circle back in maybe another six months or so and check in to see how it's going. Cause I'm very interested in, if you're willing to continue to share how the journey is, I'm very interested in helping listeners of the podcast, see how this unfolds in real life. So yeah, I hope course. we can do that. And thank you again. Can you just remind uh, listeners one more time where they can check you out online? Right. So, um, as I said, I'm doing, uh, I'm solving performance and scale problems for tech startups. Uh, you can find me on tamarlabs.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-L-A-B-S.com. Um, I'm, I can work everywhere in the world. I actually, I actually find myself flying all around uh, for clients. Um, book me, book me, call me. Great. Thanks, Adam. Thank you very much for having me.